The gospel reading for tonight is from the book of Luke, chapter 16, verses 1 through 13. Then Jesus said to the disciples, There was a rich man who had a, ma a manager, and charges were brought to him that this man was squandering his property. So he summoned him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Give me an accounting of your management, because you cannot be my manager any longer. Then the manager said to himself, What will I do, now that my master is taking the position away from me? I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I have decided what, um, I have decided what to do, so that when I am dismissed as manager, people may welcome me into their homes. So summoning his master's debtors one by one, he asked the first, How much do you owe my master? He answered, A hundred jugs of olive oil. He said to him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it fifty. Then he asked another, And how much do you owe? He replied, A hundred containers of wheat. He said to him, Take your bill and make it eighty. And his master commended the dishonest manager because he, acted, he had acted shrewdly. For the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth, so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into the eternal homes. Whoever is faithful in a very little is faithful also in much. And whoever is dishonest in a very little is dishonest also in much. If then you have not been faithful with the dishonest wealth, who will entrust you to the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in what belongs to another, who will give you what is your own? No slave can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. The word of the Lord. Matt and Mike Nicholas were bad kids. Everybody said it. They were just bad kids. They didn't do their homework. They didn't go to bed when they were told. They started fights. They used every cuss word, every single one of them. And sometimes they stole things. They didn't have a dad and their mom worked too much to pay attention. She didn't want to work all the time, but she had to. They needed the money. They rented a house at the end of Dubner Street at the bottom of the hill across the street from the railroad tracks. Mr. Sellens, their neighbor, told them not to play on their tr train tracks every time he saw them heading in that direction. They didn't want to be bad kids. They wanted to be normal. But they, like, didn't have all the normal stuff. They didn't have very much stuff at all, actually. They didn't have a Wii or an Xbox or, like, or any kind of gaming system at all. They didn't have tech decks or airsoft guns or even any kind of iPod at all. They didn't have Netflix streaming because they didn't have a computer that was new enough that it would work on. They didn't even have a cell phone. 
Well, Mike had a cell phone. He told his mom that he found it, but it didn't work. But he still carried it around with him and sometimes even pretended to talk on it. Some of the kids at school made fun of them because they always wore the same clothes to school and they only had one skateboard that they had to share. Mike said that he'd found it um, and then he gave it to Matt for his birthday. Um, but then Matt said it could be both of, our, both of theirs and they could both share it. Yeah, kids at school called them the Nickel-less brothers because they didn't have a nickel between them. When someone called them the Nickel-less brothers, well, that's usually when they would start fights. Sometimes Mr. Sellens would pay them to do work at his house. His wife had died a long time ago and he was retired, pretty old. But for even being so old, he still seemed to do a lot of work. He had this 1978 Ford F-150 pickup that he was always working on. And he used it a lot too. He would haul things in it. He would take things to the dump, it seemed like, all the time. Like, a lot of the time. Like, how often could you go to the dump? You know, where would you get the stuff to dump? He paid them to help him clean out his garage, and then they hauled all that stuff to the dump. And he paid them to help him clean out his basement, and then they hauled a bunch of that stuff to the dump. Then he even paid them to help him clean out their rented garage and haul all that stuff to the dump. Mike and Matt helped him load up the truck, and then they would ride with him to the dump and unload it. They didn't really like the clean-out work much or the loading the truck work much, but they really liked the unloading it at the dump part. They would stand in the back of the truck and throw things out onto the big piles of junk, trying to break things, smash up old furniture, or hit an old window or something. It was fun. And then on the way home, Mr. Sellens would always take him to Dairy Queen. Mr. Sellens would also take him to church. He took him to church with him every week. Their mom made them go with him because she said that's the only time she could get something done around the house was when they were out. But they didn't really mind going to church with Mr. Sellens because he always took him to the Uptowner for breakfast before every week. And Matt, Matt actually said that he really liked going to the Sunday school class. He, uh, Mike, though, he said it was stupid. But uh, Matt said that he thought it was really interesting, and, you know, even some of the kids there were kind of nice, nicer than at school anyway. Mike had to admit, yeah, there were some nice kids, certainly nicer than at school. Uh, after church, though, they had to wait around. They had to wait around because Mr. Sellens did work at church, too. Every Sunday after church, he helped count the money that people gave to the church every week. Now, a couple weeks ago, something really bad happened. Well, I should say, a couple weeks ago, Matt and Mike Nicholas did something really bad. They were sitting in the tiny church office at the back of the church, waiting while Mr. Sellens and Patty Jorgensen counted the money. Usually they would sit there doing nothing, you know, like staring at the ceiling or looking at the old books on the shelves or punching each other in the arm to see who could punch the hardest. But this Sunday, as Matt was just about to take his turn punching Mike in the arm, he waved at Mike instead like, hey, pay, pay attention. And then he pointed over Mike's shoulder and then made the be quiet sound with his finger to his lips. Mike slowly turned his head and looked, and he saw there 
Mr. Sellens and Patty Jorgensen were both sitting at the desk with their backs to Mike and Matt. And on the desk in front of them were stacks of bills separated into 20s and 10s and 5s and 1s. And then there was even one $100 bill. Mike raised his eyebrows and opened his mouth, making a surprised face, and then motioned to Matt to punch it in the arm again like they were still playing the game. While they took turns punching each other, and by now they weren't hitting each other hard at all, they both watched out of the corner of their eyes as Mr. Mr. Sellens stacked all those bills together and then put them on a stack of checks and then wrote down some numbers in a book as Patty Jorgensen put all that money in an envelope in a special bank envelope, and then put that special bank envelope in the desk drawer. Mr. Sellens got up and said to Mike and Matt, I'm just about done now here. I just got to go close things up and turn the lights off, lock things up. Then we can go. Okay, said Mike. Uh, Okay, said Matt. Well, okay, said Mr. Sellens, smiling. Patted Matt on the shoulder, picked up the keys off the desk, and left the office. Patty Jorgensen picked up her purse and put on her coat and said, Goodbye, boys, you have a good week, and left the office, too. Matt and Mike looked at each other. Then they looked at the drawer. Mike looked at Matt and shook his head, No, no, no. And Matt looked at Mike and shook his head, Yes, yes, yes. But Mike said, No. No. And before he could get the last no out, Matt moved quickly to the desk drawer and opened it. Mike rolled his eyes and went over by the door to make sure Mr. Sellens wasn't coming. Mike, Matt opened the special bank envelope and dug in it with his fingers and pulled out that $100 bill. He held it up, and they both looked at it. Just then they heard Mr. Sellens coming, and Matt quickly shoved the $100 bill in his pocket and closed the envelope up and quickly put it in the desk drawer right as Mr. Sellens appeared in the doorway. You boys ready to get out of here? Mike and Matt looked at each other and both said a little too quickly, a little too loudly, uh, yeah. Mr. Sellens gave them a strange look. And then he looked over at the desk drawer And then he slowly looked back at them and then shook his head and smiled and said, well, okay, let's go. The ride home in the truck felt weird to Matt and Mike. And every time they saw Mr. Sellens during that week, they felt weird, awkward, like embarrassed and like they couldn't remember how to act normal or what to say. They didn't even spend the money. Mike put it in one of his winter boots in the back of their closet. Then this last week, they went to church with Mr. Sellens just like regular, and the ride to the Uptowner felt almost normal. And by the time they were eating breakfast at the Uptowner, Mike and Matt were almost able to feel like normal talking to Mr. Sellens. They talked about the Vikings and if they were going to win. Mr. Sellens said he was going to clean out his attic next Saturday if they wanted to make some extra money. Sure, they said, a little uneasily. When church was over, Mr. Sellens headed for the door and said, looks like we get to go home early today. Mike and Matt just followed him out to the truck and got in. 
He started the truck and put it in gear. Matt couldn't help himself. He had to ask, how come you aren't staying to help? He barely got out. Mr. Sellens kind of pursed his lips and then said, well, last week, Monday, when they went to go make the deposit at the bank, seems like the count came up a little bit short. The pastor came over to talk to me. He said that $100 was missing. And since I was the person that counted it, he just wanted to talk to me. That $100, $100, Mike said in a shaky voice. So how come that means you have to stop counting money? He didn't say that you stole the money, did he? He didn't, wouldn't think that you would ever steal from the church. Mr. Sellens was just driving, looking straight ahead. He said, I told him that I stole the money. Mike and Matt felt paralyzed. I told the pastor, I saw that $100 bill, and I just something came over me. I couldn't help myself. I just shoved it in my pocket. I told him I was really sorry, and I asked him if he could ever forgive me, and I paid it back. What did he say, Matt said. He said, oh, of course he could forgive me, but that it wouldn't be right to let me continue to count the money after church which I guess is understandable. Matt and Mike didn't know what to say, or they didn't know if they could even say anything, even if they wanted to. So they just drove in silence. When they got home, Mr. Sellens pulled the truck up into his driveway, put it in park, and turned the car off. He turned in his seat a little bit, and he looked at Matt and Mike, and he smiled big. And he said, has anybody ever told you, boys, that you're such good kids? They just sat there for a long time. Matt and Mike thinking, no, nobody ever has.